Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I was gonna walk down to some place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a, a couple blocks from Broadway. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know Nashville well enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Broadway's uh, kind of like their Times Square. It's uh, it's a hellscape. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, <laughs> what a what a godless land. <laughs> Out <laughs> of all the people where you know you see somebody out there like you need to find Jesus, I'm like this section could use that. This part yeah. of town could use one of those guys. There's a few it's, gems. Uh, There's a few gems on on Broadway. Uh, Roberts Western World is my favorite spot on Broadway. That's a, that's a good time. Is that uh, a bar? They, yeah, it's a bar, and they have uh, well, it's like all those spots there on Broadway. Basically, what they would call a honky tonk, so live country music yeah. uh, most of the day. But uh, Robert's Western World, I don't know if they still have it, but they used to have the recession special where you could get a fried bologna sandwich, a bag of chips, and a PBR for like four fifty, something like that. I think that. you had told me about that. Yeah. Somebody else was saying, like, that's the one spot. Because I was, I was finishing the shows last night, and I was like, I'm probably not going to make a trip somewhere special, but mm-hmm. if I wanted to hang out downtown where would you go and they're like really nowhere but (laughs) robert's west yeah that place that that place came up yeah that place is fun and then not on broadway a a few miles uh i forget in which direction but not downtown but there's a place called santa's pub which uh, i don't know if they're still in business after covid but a double wide trailer turned into a dive bar that somebody uh, brought that up to me too yeah love that spot I'll get into it. I'm, and Rachel's getting here today, so now we're going we're to be tourists for a while. But I'll tell, man, last night I went down to Broadway, mm-hmm. past whatever uh, Kid Rock's butt yeah. fucking bourbon and blues <laughs> house or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, that fucking monstrosity. Uh, but the whole, I mean, I ever you know every town has this tourist section, but it was I. 
tried to find like there was I just wanted to go to a place with no lines or anything. It was like midnight when I got back to the hotel. Found whatever tin roof or some mm-hmm. and there was like a, a rock band playing downstairs. I'm like, I'll go watch a cover band. I, I live music is fine, whatever. But good God, what like <laughs> they're playing Jeremy by Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. which is just a great Rockin' party tune about school shootings. <laughs> Fucking w- w- white girls doing the amber waves of grain sway to Jeremy. <laughs> just sloppy. Just fucking sloppy. One girl, I'm just sitting at the bar by myself. She gets it. I point out that she dropped her wallet. She bought me a Bud Light and then told me to watch her sandals so she could go dance. To the, they were now covering Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> that, cause that's, watch, that's what you want to I had to watch her to. flops. Yeah, I had to watch her <laughs> flops while she went for that. Oh, it I like was, to cut loose with political rap rock. That's my I, all the, I was laughing to myself so hard at, like, everybody... Just raging against the machine while simultaneously <laughs> totally loving the machine, being in the machine. Oh, and uh, man. it was something to behold. Just, I'm trying to think of like the drunkest places I've been. This might be one of the spots. Really? One I, I think of the d- drunkest. D- d- it just, uh, as far as a crowd. Not a holiday or anything, just a mm-hmm. Friday night. Yeah. it's a, I guess it's the bachelorette party capital, which Ugh. is enough of a reason to bomb yeah. the city. No thanks. Um, well, somebody did try to bomb the city last year. They didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should say, I, I, that's just being shitty. Now, I, well, I just haven't been out to East Nas- Nashville yet, and the shows have been good, mm-hmm. but like they, they, they'll just... They're like the their tractors. There's tractors pulling trailers of uh, bachelorette parties. So these mm-hmm. I'm making a joke. I'm like these skanks are actually job creators. <laughs> you know, this guy. It's been a drought, and that alfalfa crop isn't coming in. But I get haul this trailer full of sluts around town. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- I shouldn't. Just the oh. the woo girls, just the woo girls all yeah. day. Just just trailers full of woo girls being carried around town. Yeah, yeah, that's obnoxious. But this is I'm in the spot for it though. I wouldn't yeah. have chosen to be here. So this is what this is what happens here in this yeah. part part of town. Yeah, that's that's where people go to to woo. That's the woo district. It is the very much the woo district. A lot of woo. A lot of like either. A lot of either like. Beach partiers, like just fly. I went out in my Crocs last night. I'm like, I don't even need shoes for this kind of Friday night. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, but it's a lot of either like salt light flip flop bros mm-hmm. or oh, just yeah. dudes that I was worried were going to slip on their own chaw spit. <laughs> a lot of that. Those, those are the looks. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's just Broadway. There, there are definitely other parts of town that are pretty cool. Yeah, East oh, Nashville. I, I, I know, I know. I just need to, as stuff. a sociological uh, <laughs> research, I needed to go down there last night. Yeah. Did you did you dip into the Kid Rock's uh, butt-fucking-blues bar? Or? No, no, too yeah. much of a line. Yeah. Too much, 
Too much villain. Apparently a great tipper, though. Everybody says if he comes to the comedy club, he's a great tipper. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a bar I'd, I'd uh, less enjoy than anything uh, associated with Kid Rock. And yeah, not even please. not even him personally, even though I'm sure, you know, I don't know. You know, uh, just the, the crowd he attracts. Not my scene. No. Well, that's a whole downtown area. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe we'll check out the what is it Bob's Western World Roberts Western World Roberts Western World yeah Roberts that's, that's, maybe we'll see during the day tomorrow yeah I really enjoy that place that's the place where I had a nine now excuse me nine hour bus layover and I spent all nine hours at uh, Roberts I was taking a bus <laughs> from Indianapolis to Atlanta and the bus left Indianapolis around four a.m. we got to uh, Nashville around. 6 or 7 a.m., and this was in January. It was cold as shit, and it was raining. And I had, like, 4 or 5 p.m., uh, until 4 or 5 p.m. to kill to catch the the bus from Nashville to Atlanta. And uh, it's like, well, I'm not going to get a hotel room just for the day, just for daytime. And so just planted myself at Robert's and uh, drank a bunch of bottled Coors and watched... These old dudes play Johnny Cash and Billy Joe Shaver covers. It's a pretty good way to kill a day. That is a country song mm-hmm. in itself, a bustly yep. over in Nashville. <laughs> yep. But, but it's uh, it's been good so far, man. I, I, yeah, I know we got to get to the other parts of town that might be more uh, more of my liking, but mm-hmm. it's it. what's happening down here, the people seem to be having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really see any... Uh, for for that many drunk people, I'm, I always kind of assume there would be more fights, and I really didn't see any. <laughs> there was good. one of that bar I was at last night, so I'm sitting there, and there's the rock band. All of a sudden, these this fucking group of dudes came in, and I don't know if they just like they became friends because of their size, or if they were like <laughs> special forces, or a football team or something. But these. Giant milk-fed country motherfuckers were in there. <laughs> All of them, just huge. I'm a little man, and I, I almost I'm drunk enough to just be like, "God damn, look at you! <laughs> Can I touch you? <laughs> Jesus, come on! You're not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not insulting at all. You're just an impressive individual, and they were all there. And then Rage Against the Machine came on, and then they started to go down to dance. I'm like, oh, no, boys, no. But they understood their size. They were How like a people... bunch, of big, bunch of big dogs around little kids. They understood. <laughs> How would you dance to Rage? They were kind of, it was like a very, um, it looked very much like when, like, like in, a, in a movie or a TV show, they tell mm-hmm. people to mosh. Yeah. So okay. it was only about like, 15 people kind of just jumping up and down, head banging. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, that, and then this other table came in, and I was, you know, very curious like, okay, it's like a table full of like Middle Eastern or Indian guys. And now, like, there's either country music or there's rock music. And I'm, you know, little, little liberal Kyle sitting there, like, I hope they're nice to these Indian fellas. And they're rocking out. And then a, a little guy, a little white dude, all of a sudden, I just see him. He's got some bottle of like some pink liquor, 
And he's just pouring it in all their mouths, going, yeah, and they're loving it. And all of a sudden, the bartender's like, what the fuck? And he just stole the bottle of liquor from behind the bar and decided to just give it to those dudes. And and then I thought the bartenders were going to beat that guy up. They were just like, now you got to buy that whole bottle of liquor, which I'm guessing was probably about... $13 $13 at a liquor store, but 150 bucks at this bar. Wow. And he was like, fine. <laughs> and he paid for it. And then they laughed. And then the bartenders, because they thought the, 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 Middle Eastern or Indian guys were in on it, and they're like, "We don't even know that guy." And then the bartender was laughing with them. He's like, I, "He's like, okay." And it was like, I was like, "Ah, this is a fun time." And then I saw the little guy outside. I was like, I just gave him a fist bump. I'm like, I did think that was pretty hilarious. That is. Funny. I'm stealing booze, but the shitty booze. Yeah. Jeez. And I'm just yeah, gonna I've, give it to these guys. I've never, uh, I've never had the balls to try that move. I like that though. It 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 was a it, this kid was just like I'm going wild I'm going for it grabbed it and it was right in front of the bar too like right in front of the bar the bartenders were right there he, I think he got about poured it into about two guys' mouths before they caught him <laughs> but those guys were like no we don't know who that guy is we just got here and sat down and we thought he worked here <laughs> oh man that's great and uh, yeah that was pretty fun to watch I had a pretty fun. Pretty fun night out by myself. That's fun. I, I like that, especially, you know, when you're out on the road by yourself or whatever. Just go out and have a night to yourself in public, you know? Just people watch. That's, yeah, I'd, like, I already did all my talking for the night. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I want to see what other people are getting into. Yeah, especially a place like Nashville where there is so much great people watching. I mean, regardless of what you think of Lower Broadway, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a fun sociological experiment. To witness, yeah. yeah, Like I said, it did seem like more people were getting. I mean, it was sloppy drunk, but not really fights. Like I think Hollywood, I always think like people fighting and everything, and Mm -hmm. real shitty. But Southerners have decent manners, even when we're drunk. It did seem like it did seem like that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How are the shows? How are they going? They're good. We're getting there, man. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting this hour together. Some of them, some of it's clunky. Some of it's uh, a little darker, 
darker material, I think. More oh, off-brand yeah? for your boy. I think people are like, <laughs> like, okay, all right. This is a lot of uh, can't keep hammering this dark shit. Got to bring a little livelihood to it. So, we're, yeah. But we're working on it, man. That's like everybody knows, haven't been able to practice for a long time. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's a weird situation we're all in. But uh... What you doing, dude? What's oh, your man. life about? Break it down for me. <laughs> dude, went, uh, rode some uh, go-karts the other day. That was exciting. Oh, yeah. Where'd you go? K1? Went to K1, K1, went to K1 in Gardena, Gardena b- basically Compton. So that was fun. Yeah. And uh, ate some Korean barbecue. Uh, Katie's nephew, uh, great, great young dude, uh, Jack, just turned 16 years old. So we're thinking, like, uh, what, what, you know, what's he want to do? And uh, we just kind of rolled the dice. and was like Korean barbecue and go-karts. And he was like, I'm into it. So uh, probably should have reversed the order. We did Korean barbecue first Ooh. and Ooh. just really, really tried to drive him out of business. Uh, I mean, we were, we were, I don't know what we were doing. We were, we were on a mission. We went in there with a chip on our shoulder and uh, <laughs> r- really threw down. And then uh, – 20 minutes after we finished eating, now we're riding go-karts. and Put uh, the clothes sign up. You're closed now. Yeah. That's oh, how much boy. I'm going to eat here. You're closed yeah. for the night. Oh, we, we threw down. It was uh, him and his brother, who's uh, older than he's. The brother is David is like 18, 18 or 19, and he's a college football player. And uh, so he's gigantic. And Jack is gigantic. They're just a big family, like a bunch of Vikings. And uh, so between the four of us, uh, we really put it away. And, uh, like, every time the guy would try to bring the check, we're like, oh, we need one more order of uh, pork belly. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we kept ordering. And, uh, oh, yeah, really proved what we were made of at the Korean barbecue. Went to Parks, my favorite, up in Koreatown. Okay. Uh, just just insane how good that place is. And uh, then rode go-karts. And I came in dead last. And I think, uh, I think it was a physics thing. I think I was just carrying too much weight in my car. So I had too much cargo. Like I, we were saying, those go-karts is like a jockey. You need to... Mm-hmm. Uh, the cart's built. It's balanced. <laughs> but oh, you put any person in there, all of a sudden you got to adjust. you got to account for that. I wonder if, if NASCAR drivers are little guys. I think most of them are. I think that definitely is a factor. Same way, you know, it, it's the same science as a jockey and a horse, right? All those jockeys are real tiny for that reason. But, I mean, it's like a car. Like, think of how much horsepower is in a car. That's true. That's true. You wouldn't think, like, an extra 30 or 40 pounds, you know, would, would matter with all that horsepower. But now that I think of it, I mean, not that I'm a big NASCAR guy, but I don't – I can't remember seeing, like, a, a either a super tall or super thick NASCAR driver. They're all average to small. It's because they got to get in and out through the window. Mm-hmm. Can't be a big, fat guy get in and out through the window. That's true. Get stuck. So <laughs> – but yeah, that's fun. Had rode go karts. I shit. Probably the last time I rode go karts was you and I ten years ago, drunk as hell in Roswell, Georgia, after shows. Oh man, that was yeah. Fun. That was a uh, yeah. That's when I was bombing in Roswell and just ride would ride go karts, sad and drunk. <laughs> man, you know what's nuts too, though. Um, riding those go karts just balls to the wall. And then as soon as we were done, we didn't really hang out or anything. We were just like, all right, we're done. Everybody get back in the car. We're going to go home. And those first few seconds of drive, I, I drove. Those first mm-hmm. few seconds of driving an actual car 
after the go-karts. Like, it really was such a weird sensation. And I got a little vertigo. Yeah. I got a little motion sickness. thought I was going to puke. Got, got crazy siren going on out here. Uh-oh. Where are you at? You in your hotel? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go look out the window. I can see what's going on. It's first person account. Fire, it's a fire truck. Normally, normally the siren goes in and out. This one's just... Like it sounds like it's in the building, huh? Is my hotel on fire? Oh no, it went away. All right. We had a fire truck drive by here last night, and the siren—it was something I've never heard before. The siren like held the note for way that's too long. That's what this one's doing. Yeah, I don't know. If that's a new thing that they're doing, but like it was so weird. It was like because it was doing the the traditional, you know, pattern, but then yeah, one wee you wee you, and then it just goes wee. This one's just going yes. wee. Yeah. It held the note like way too long. I was like, that's because they're countering because they know the woo girls are going to drive by (laughs) and supplement the tone. They're going to harmonize. They're going to come in, woo. (laughs) But yeah, that's what this one's doing. It's like it's broken or something. Hmm. But they, uh, it's crazy. I, I mean, there has been like, Cops tearing through. I don't know if it's like this street is kind of the cut through street that the hotel's on, uh-huh. but they're tearing down there, knowing that this is a busy tourist area. Like this is this is pretty gnarly. Hmm. Um, you know, you got drunks and you're still like just flying down these streets. Yeah, get out of the way. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. Uh, I want to throw this at you real quick. Uh, a compliment. Um, I saw a picture. Of one of your shows, uh, maybe Little Rock, Fayetteville or Little Rock. Yeah. Were you wearing your coveralls on stage? Oh yeah, dude. That's my uh, that's my tour outfit. Dude, I'm, I'm wearing them for every show. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I I what a what a fun. What a fun on-stage look. You just, you're just my, going full tilt. <laughs> it's my get-back-to-work outfit. I used to really admire Sam Talent's uh, wardrobe choice of the, of the uh, classic. Um, um, I get overalls and coveralls confused. So you're, you're wearing coveralls because they cover all of it. I don't know if that works. Yeah, yeah. No, they are coveralls. Cover. So, so Sam used to wear at Rock the overalls, which I thought was pretty rad. Yeah, but you've you've gone too. you've gone one step further, and you're rocking the coveralls on stage. You look like a damn like you're in a NASCAR pit crew. I love it. Yeah, Chris Pierce called me. I didn't realize that's what Slipknot wore. Yeah, yeah, they all wore a bunch of jumpsuits and, and overalls, coveralls. Yeah. yeah, that's my it's my get back to work outfit. Takes the guesswork <laughs> out of what outfit I got. I got limited room in the van. For clothes, I was like, I'm going to bring these coveralls. Now, during a heat wave, not a great choice. Yeah, yeah. We played, yeah, I played Little Rock, and it was, uh, the air conditioning was out at Vino's. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a a sluggish one. Rachel just texted me. She's (laughs) flying here, and she just texted me. Someone just called the gate agent a bitch. (laughs) She's getting kicked (laughs) off. I'm like, all right. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens in the airport. Oh, man. So she's coming in today. You guys just going to fart around Tennessee this week? 
Well, yeah. Okay, so she gets in. She'll get in tonight. I'll be at the club, but I don't know mm-hmm. if she's going to come over there. I want to just ha- rest after flying. But So tomorrow we got Nashville, and we're just going to hang around, maybe do a little day drinking. Don't have a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be nice to just kick it and see her. I want to get down to this Gibson garage thing they got here, like Gibson guitar showroom. I might oh. do that after we record. I don't know that's if that's cool. her interest. But then, so we're going to Memphis, because I got a show in Memphis on Tuesday. And so I got his tickets for Graceland. Nice. And then I was trying to get us a, I was trying to get us a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, there's like this guest suite at Graceland, which is like a new building that's just uh, across the street from Graceland. Hmm. But that booked up. And I was like, well, maybe the Peabody Hotel where the little ducks come through the lobby. Because mm-hmm. who didn't yeah. like seeing little ducks on a <laughs> schedule? We're not like little punctual ducks. Yeah, that was booked up. So I got us, I got us a room at the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. (laughs) Oh man, it's an interior suite. So we have a balcony that looks out over all the taxidermied wonder that is a Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) I always see that big. Pyramid when I'm driving into Memphis. I never thought to go in and check it out. So that I, I just thought it was a huge bass pro shop, but it's also a, a hotel. Uh, yeah, I I had heard it was a ba- the basketball stadium or something. Uh-huh. And then that went out. Now it's a bass pro shop. And so there's a lot there's gonna be a lot of stuffed pheasant <laughs> right outside her room. <laughs> Oh man! In my head, it's going to be like being in uh, like a Disney ride or something. I yeah. don't know if that's exactly what will happen, but we're going uh, for it. I wonder if the sheets and the curtains are camouflage. It is a hunting th- lodge themed suite. There is mm-hmm. also taxidermied uh, animals in the room. Hmm. Which I don't know about Rachel's allergies. I don't know if it's only when the animal's alive that it affects her. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna find out. I hope she packs some Benadryl. <laughs> oh man, that's, so that's funny. That's staying. That is funny. Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. I was excited when that one came through. I was like, I actually, th- I, th- I think I like this one better than the other options I was trying first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pack your bags, toots. We're staying at the, at the BPS in Memphis. <laughs> Oh boy! First a tribute to Egyptian kings and queens, now a tribute to savings on ammo and gun accessories. Oh man, I do like a good Bass Pro Shop. Love got em. some got some cool stuff in there. I've, I've bought some slingshots and BB guns and camp chairs, all kinds of shit from there. I don't think they have them out here. I guess out here it's more Cabela's. And I don't yeah, know if that's I, think, I don't know if that's the I think same it's like company. The same thing, yeah. So that's like a Carl Jr. Hardy's thing. Yeah. Hmm. Bass Pro Shop is just like an REI that doesn't want to put up with any of your queer shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Good times, buddy. So all the other shows. Uh, let's see. Since we last talked, when we last talked, you were in uh, Walmart, Arkansas. I was in Walmart, Arkansas. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was at old Raj Raj Suresh's uh, spot. He was kind enough to put me up the whole time during a heat wave. That's nice. Yeah, the van seems to be stable, not working ideally, but I think it's holding a charge. 
So we're fingers crossed there. I'll probably be in it living and uh, camp. I just don't. There's this nationwide heat wave that's going on that's making yeah. the news. Yeah. It's hot out here. Every, everywhere except places I live. Mm-hmm. Oregon, beautiful. 70 degrees. Mm. Great time. L.A., 70 degrees. Excellent. Vegas oh. was 116, I think. And then yeah. here, yeah, here's like 90, what have you. And once Rachel will leave next week and I'll just be out in Indiana. Mm. Doing who knows what. I don't know if there are a lot of bike rides in Indiana. You uh, try and find them. Did you get rad this week at all? I did get rad. Did we talk about? Yeah, when I think we recorded on Monday, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're recording on Saturday this week for the listeners. This so is Saturday. We got a little truncated schedule. Mm-hmm. I did get out. I got out Tuesday, and finally, I was like, I, it doesn't matter if it's hot. I got to ride all these spots, and mm-hmm. I did. And they were. Uh, you know what? I finally felt rad. The, the before I was riding didn't feel rad. Did not hmm. feel rad. Tuesday, I felt kind of rad. That's good, buddy. I was, I was getting my feet underneath me. You deserve to feel after, rad. After uh, the gallons of Bud Light I've been drinking every day. <laughs> oh, feeling rough. Feeling rough, dog. What, what day are you on now? You've been away from home now for, seems like, almost a month. I'm probably at three weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah about, but, that's about the time when I start to get fatigued on the road. Like, three weeks is like, uh, okay, I'm kind of ready to go home now. Yeah, because you're like, I'm having, you know, you start by having fun, and then you kind of feel this obligation to just keep going with the drinks. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I left. When the shit was it? Well, like the, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the 29th, yeah. Yeah. I got another three weeks or so. Still. Wow. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it, it, where's your dad? Like this, oh, I guess I'm drinking beer, drinking beer. And you're not really getting drunk. You're just drinking a bunch of beer. Mm-hmm. And it's not, uh, it's knocking me off my game a little bit. Not to say I should stop drinking. Maybe I got to switch to a nice, easygoing cocktail and not be filled up with liquid so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, so. you know, take it easy. Drink some hard liquor. Yeah, mm-hmm. one cocktail will get you to the same place as four or five beers mm-hmm. without feeling like a half-full carafe on a waiter's tray being sloshed around. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I, with beer. I get so bloated so quick with beer. Like, I have, like, two or three, and I'm just, I feel awful. I'll, I'll say this about Nashville, man. These bartenders, they got it figured out. Yeah, how so? Just hustle. Really? Like, you got this many people on this many drinks, and they're just good about it. Like, dude, mm-hmm. today I thought it was one of those, like, all right, what do you have? I was just getting lunch. But he's like, I'm listening. He's halfway down the bar. He's still getting other people drinks. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I told him what I want. Boom, got it. Yeah. Like, food, food, drink, everything. Like, they work, man. I they like work. that. That's why I like Waffle House so much. People make fun of Waffle House and, and Waffle House employees, but... Man, if I had a small business or any business and I was looking to hire people, if I saw Waffle House on your resume, you're hired. Those people Even can, the trench warfare of Waffle yeah. House. Man, they can multitask. <laughs> they multitask, man. Those Waffle House folks know what's up. Well, we, we did go. We did get a Waffle House after a night of uh, drinking uh, in, uh, uh, where we were in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And you know, we Chris, were the only Yeah, it was me, Chris, Raj... 
And uh, the fellow that opened Russ, and it was... <laughs> I bet Chris can bring the damage to a Waffle House. That guy can put it away, I bet. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah he's like power lifter. Like, they mm-hmm. came out with, like, a wrong plate of something. I'm like, leave it. He'll, he'll eat it. Look at this. <laughs> Fucking moose in a death metal t-shirt here. <laughs> he can't even wear dude. sleeves anymore. He's like, I can't wear shirts. <laughs> Nothing fits me with sleeves. He's that oh, big. What a problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> My arms are too <laughs> just big. Raj, Raj is Indian, and Chris looks like Chris. Russ is like, got like big curly hair like Weird Al. And it was just, the, we're the only ones in there. And it's Chris Pierce just saying, Raj, so why do you hate freedom? Explain to me why you hate freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was a pretty good night. And it's poor. It was just two people in there and one kid. It seemed like it was his first day. And just, you asked for, like, and any question about the menu. And he was just like, I don't, uh, I don't, mm, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the poor kid <laughs> getting, getting thrown to the wolves right away. Oh, man. But uh, it was, it was it was a good time, yeah. We we waffle housed it. I, I have not had any good food in there. I've had now I've had two microwave DiGiorno pizzas in my oh, hotel because no. every time I get back, there's no food left. Oh, you just get it from the little uh, grab and go station at the it, it, yeah. Hotel I just lobby. like just soak up my sins, DiGiorno. Soak <laughs> them up. Oh man, absolve me of my sins. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta I gotta get back on the road just to get some Waffle House. Yeah, no Waffle House in California. No, I no. Got a Huddle House over there? I don't think so. Huddle House is a inferior knockoff. Anyway, I wouldn't get too excited about Huddle House. Yeah, really lacks the quality of a Waffle House. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you see? Did you see that thing online where the guy uh, lost his fan lost his fantasy football? Mm-mm. Whatever it is, tournament, and his punishment was he had to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. <laughs> but for every waffle he ate, they'd take off an hour. Oh, okay. Well, Which shit, something I... tells me you'd only be in there 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd, was... <laughs> I'd be in and out within the hour. <laughs> yeah. They've actually ate two days' worth of waffles. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I do love waffles. Get that scattered, smothered, covered. The steak and eggs, the New York Strip, I know that it's not good. It, it's not, no one would confuse it with a good steak, but it's a fun <laughs> steak. It's a good time. It's thin. There's always a nice little fat on there. You just eat it real quick. A little steak and eggs, scattered, smothered, covered, maybe a pecan waffle. Oh, boy. Isn't that a Rodney Dangerfield thing? This thing's still got marks from when the jockey was hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I do miss, like... Like, there's just nothing out here. I mean, I get there's diners, but like Waffle House, it's always open. It's always consistent. It's affordably priced. Like, it's just, it's a safe haven. It, it's no matter what's going on in your life, you can always pull into a Waffle House. They're happy to see you. Like I said, you know, the staff is excellent. Dave's little cholesterol church. Oh, man. I miss it so much. I, miss, I used to just I used to go there for lunch on my, on my lunch break just by myself, sit at the counter. Dave, Dave's got to go p- pray to Greasy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> let's go take a knee, kneel. Go take, go, let's go kneel at Greasy Jesus for a while. Pay your respects. <laughs> oh, I love sitting at the counter. You can watch them cook. 
I love watching the watching them cook, work that flat top. Oh man, it's a it's a great experience. It really is. I've come around now. We've covered this, but I've come yeah. around now. I do, I do like a. I know I can get a hash brown with all the veggies in it that I like, and then a pecan waffle does me mm-hmm. in. You know what's crazy about Waffle House? Like no fryers, nothing there is is deep fried. You know, griddle no fryer. Yeah, it's all all flat top. Yeah, mm. I will say French, this: fr- they don't offer French fries with anything. No, right? no, 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 no hash browns, baby. You want potatoes? You're doing hash browns. Uh, yeah. I, the, the one thing that they really do need to kind of focus on in traditionally they never served biscuits, but in the last 10, 15 years, they started doing these dumb little flat top griddle biscuits. And I appreciate the effort, but, uh, you know, <laughs> go with your strengths, Waffle House. <laughs> know who you are. Mm-hmm. Know who we you love are. you for who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to start doing subpar biscuits just because you're a Southern based restaurant. We're fine. We're fine without them. That's, I, I'd say that's probably the only flaw in their game is the biscuits and the garden salad. You know, you're not going to Waffle House for the salad, but, you know. Let somebody get some roughage in if they want it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you about the snake, right? Did I tell you about the snake? No, I saw the video. What's the story there? Raj and I went out for Thai food in, uh, in Bentonville. It was a Thai restaurant that was clearly it used to be a fifties diner. <laughs> so the decor was still pretty much the same, like the tin roof and the glass block <laughs> booths and yeah, everything short of like the shaking hips, Elvis clock, and you know, <laughs> hot rod flames on shit. But it was a Thai restaurant now, <clears throat> and there's a, there was a guy sitting there watching the TV they had on, waiting for a, a pickup order, I guess. But he like laugh real loud at, at certain points, and then apologize to people, and just bit of a bit of a wild character. <laughs> Seemed like he was on the kind of drugs that makes you not want food. But mm-hmm. so he's wiling out a little bit. He's talking to staff; they seem all right with him. And another fellow comes in to pick up some food, and they immediately strike up a conversation just right away. Mm-hmm. And within a couple minutes. The conversation is like, yeah, man, I love snakes, too. Wow. <laughs> Look at these fast friends at the Thai restaurant, 50s diner. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if other countries celebrate like a bygone era in their restaurants. Yeah, that's always been kind of odd to me, the, uh, the 50s diner. I mean, I guess it's when those restaurants kind of like the diner kind of came around, but to preserve... That era. Like, I don't know if there's like a East Berlin diner left. <laughs> no, you get gruel. But so this guy's like, yeah, I like snakes too. All right. And they both just leave. And I didn't see him with any food. I'm like, ah, I'm going to do drugs. And we're eating. And the guy just comes back in. Not the guy who like, the first guy who was just like, yeah, I like snakes too. Comes in. And he's got the, the pictures on my Instagram. He's got this however many feet long yellow python. Mm-hmm. And they both just roll back. And the employees are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Little Thai lady, like, get out. And they're like, it's <laughs> nice. And then it's nice. they just stayed. They just came in and were like, nah. Because <laughs> the place was closing. 
And then they just stopped putting up a fight about the guy bringing a snake into the Thai restaurant. And we were at the first booth by the door. And I was like, well, how about that? And the guy's like, you want to hold him? And I'm like, man, I don't know. But then I was I'm okay. I wasn't drunk or anything. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll hold this python you two fucking tweakers just pulled out of a car that means that that yeah they had that a means snake that, with that snake is just in the car mm-hmm. like when you leave a dog in a car <laughs> like with a little sign like don't worry the air conditioning's on and there's just a snake in a oh, in like man. a camry was it heavy it, yeah it's a, there's a lot of meat on those things yeah i uh i did the same thing years ago at the los Feliz street fair uh, one afternoon, Katie and I are just strolling through Hillhurst Avenue, and I don't I don't know if this was like uh, yeah like a lone individual or some sort of pet rescue, but next thing I know, this lady's handing me a giant yellow python. I I put it around my neck, took a picture. It was pretty cool. That's the move. Apparently, the guy, the second guy that came in, that's his whole thing is he just has that snake, and then people take pictures with it and give him five bucks or something. Ah. I wasn't paying anybody. They put the snake on me. I was. I, you came into my dining experience with the mm-hmm. snake. Yeah. You know, it's like the flower guy at the bar or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, all right, and it, it was it seemed like a very chill snake. But that's mm-hmm. how snakes seem until yeah. they're not. Yeah. But then Raj was joking. He's like, the funniest part of that night is like then those guys left. They got their food, and everybody's like, okay, snake guy's gone. And then his, Raj, Raj was joking. He's like, the funniest part is that you hear a guy behind the counter goes like, that's I mean, that's only like the half craziest thing that's ever happened in here. And it was just like an old white guy who apparently was managing the Thai restaurant. He's like, what's happening here? It's like, did you have a 50s diner and realize that people like Thai food more than shitty burgers? So you kind of still run the restaurant, but... Let all these Thai people cook Thai food in there. That's a weird pivot. I appreciated the diversity the whole night, really. Man, you ever seen a snake swallow something, you know, too big, like a baby deer? You ever seen those videos? That shit's crazy. That's that's you after uh, too many beers. Yeah. There used to be a show years ago, uh, about 20 years ago, there was a show, I think it was on Comedy Central, something called TV Funhouse. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just yeah, kind of like a weird sketch variety show, but like really weird sensibility. And they, I forgot the main premise of the sketch, but there Robert was one Smigel, right? Yeah, Robert Smigel, absolutely hilarious. Um, somebody, there was like a big snake. Somebody had a pet snake, and then it was like, all right, now we got to play the game. Like what, whatever the pet, the snake's name was, we'll call him Bob. What did Bob have for dinner? And then <laughs> it's a snake, but it's. Its midsection is the, is in the shape of an old lady in a rocking chair. <laughs> so the, the snake just swallowed the chair, the lady, the whole the whole nine yards. It was, was so funny. I was I guess that was a I was reading somewhere about like Gary Larson, the guy who wrote The Far Side, mm-hmm. and like if there are any comics that didn't make it or if they were not approved by the newspaper, and I said one of them was a it was a snake. That went through the rungs of a baby's crib, and then there was just a bump in the snake, and then the snake's head was like out the other side of the baby's crib. Oh no! 
Like, oh. Yeah, I, I turned I, I turned down that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so bizarre. There was a thing a few years ago, a viral video going around where a snake and an alligator were trying to eat each other, and I, f- I forgot who won. But uh, I think listen, I think the snake, the, not just snake, like what's the biggest snake? Like a Burmese python, something like that. Um, but yeah, it tried to eat the uh, the alligator, and then it like the it, it swallowed it, and then the alligator busted. Th- they both died. It's like a murder suicide. <laughs> like this, the alligator busted through the snake's gut. And, oh man, it's good stuff. It, I love all that weird shit. I used to have a joke because what's the was it like a Mobius strip? What, uh, shit, what's the snake e- eating its tail called? I don't know. I'm look. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because it's got an actual term. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I used to have a joke about Ouroboros. There it is. Oh, okay. I used to have a joke like I've never, never seen an Ouroboros, but I did pick up some dog shit using a Panda Express bag once. So it's kind of the same <laughs> thing. That's good. Oh man, bits, baby, bits. Love those bits. <clears throat> Yeah, I got to figure out a way to make this act a little livelier, a little more humane. Oh, yeah? Is it that dark? It just keeps weaving into it. So I got to keep... And I also got to get my energy back. I got to be uh, I got to be more well-rested. Well, I think that... You know? uh, I think the the coveralls are, are sweating you, draining all your energy. Yeah, I mean, we've got air conditioning in this club. It's just, I just got to get back into comedy shape, doing an hour. And keep, yeah. uh, you know... It's like it's it's that boxing thing. Like, all right, I got ten minutes. Poof, hour. Where's mm-hmm. you out? Trying to remember what order things are in. I still got notes up there right now. Well, you know, people who don't do comedy may not realize, but it it, it takes years to not only come up with an hour's worth of good material, but just to do the hour. Like, you know, to know the different parts and know when to kind of turn it on. And, you know, there, there's really a, an art and a science to, to do in an hour of stand-up comedy and, and to take a year, year and a half off. Like, that's what I'm nervous about. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get all my stuff together in the notebook before I take it on the stage. Like, just, I, we've talked about that before. Like, I do, or I used to write on stage, but mm-hmm. now I'm fearful having this huge break i don't think that i that muscle's gonna be toned at all so i feel like i gotta have everything on the paper then everything in my brain before i even take it to a mic or anything you know yeah well and that's why that's what i was like it's like yeah I've got, I, I still care about this enough to be scared of it mm-hmm. but i didn't uh was like also like you know i had an album come out a year ago mm-hmm so I really didn't have that much new stuff either that, that was ready back then. Uh-huh. So it's not like, oh, I had this hour that nobody's heard yet anyway. It's like, oh, it's still stuff that was kind of on the album. So whatever. No excuses. No surrender, no retreat, Dave. <laughs> what are, oh, man. I love I love the coveralls so much, dude. I'm, I'm glad you appreciate them. I, I, I do enjoy them. I keep putting my hands in the pockets too much. It's too easy to... Get casual with the pockets, and then it's got the fake pockets, and that just goes right to my underpants. I'm not wearing mm-hmm. pants under those things. Mm-hmm. No, so I'd be like, "Oh, look out, pervert time." Maybe I'll, I, I don't want to bite your thing there, but maybe I'll maybe I'll do something similar. I, I, I've been wanting to do the whole tracksuit thing, just in general. 
Maybe I'll I'll get a tracksuit and wear it on stage. I got into tracksuits. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been one. I got Katie got me uh, the pants. I got some cool black Adidas track pants, and uh, she couldn't find <clears throat> the shirt, the the jacket big enough. So. <clears throat> Maybe I'll eventually we'll find one that'll fit me, and I'll I'll complete the set. Spend a little money. Well, they were talking about the nudie suits the mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. We were talking about those, the bedazzled suits. I'm like, yeah. maybe I gotta get that done. I was like, yeah, I'll get that done. I don't know if I'll get like a, I want to get like chain stitch embroidery or something to the to the over. I want to try and split the difference between Elvis and Steve Albini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he rocks the uh, the jumpsuits. Yeah, I wanted to find that somewhere in the middle. Man, that's funny you bring that up. I hadn't thought about this in years, but uh, about five years ago, I was doing shows with Craig Ferguson and did a few tours with him. We've talked about that, but we did Nashville uh, one day, and we were down on Broadway a few hours before the show, and he bought himself not the whole nudie suit, but he bought like uh, the jacket with all the embroidery and everything. And he wanted to buy me one. He's like, well, I'm going to buy this. Let me buy you one. We'll both wear them at the show tonight. And I just felt guilty because I saw the price tag. It was like $400. Yeah, I I can't imagine those be cheap. Yeah, I said, I can't let you buy me this, knowing that I'm only going to – I'll wear it. If you did buy it for me, I'd wear it tonight at the show, but I I probably would never wear it again. And uh, he was like, no, just come on. And I I just – I wouldn't let him do it. But now I wish I would have just been like, yeah, go for it. That'd been a cool thing to have. Yeah. Where'd he buy where'd he buy it at? Just one of those like cowboy stores right there on Broadway. Yeah. Just, he, he I think he bought a hat. He, I mean, he went he went all out. <laughs> he went all out for it. But I was like, yeah. I mean, and it was cool. Like like the jacket I was looking at, it was like black and it had like the gold, you know, rope embroidery and then like a little like a lasso design and, you know, maybe like the, the sun and this, you know, moon or something. It, I don't know, it had a bunch of crazy little detail to it, but I was like, oh, man, I just, I, I can't let you do it. Even though, I mean, he obviously could have afforded it, but I still just, I felt too guilty to let him do that. Wow. But now I should have. I wish I would have. Got to jump on that free shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, you want to talk about any ghouls and goblins? We can. We can talk about some ghouls. I don't have any goblin talk, but I got some ghouls. Um, I thought maybe we'd touch on this real quick. I know we're you know getting late in the show, but you know what else is new? Um, like we said before, we're recording on Saturday, so we're a few days away from this being relevant to you in uh, real life. But Tuesday, you'll be in Memphis, and I thought, hey, let's uh, let's do a little haunted Memphis talk. I got Ooh, uh, nice. I got some. I was haunted- thinking about the Elvis episode mm-hmm. that we've yeah. done. That that was fun. I enjoyed researching all that mm-hmm. silly shit. I some of that like the the craziest thing about that episode, uh, the fact that a lot of people who went to the funeral, several people who went to the funeral was like, yeah, that's not him in the casket, and that that was one of the mm. conspiracy things was that uh, they uh, they had like a wax like a what do you, model wax wax dummy, um, but yeah, a lot of people were like, yeah, that is not him in the casket, and that's mm. bizarre. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> M- Memphis. Let's let's talk a few. Um, you know, there's a bunch of lists. You know, top ten most. I've kind of 
taken several of these lists and mashed them together and found some interesting things, but uh, in no particular order. Uh, Graceland. All right, let's, let's speak of Graceland. We, we covered this on that episode, but just a refresher. Um, some people, several people have seen what they think is Elvis's ghost in an upstairs window looking down over the front yard. Uh, people have seen that. There's the other uh, picture that's online where there's some little guest house in the back, and uh, this, the door was open. He had a screen door and a regular door. The regular door was open. The screen door was closed. And there's a picture uh, supposedly taking, taken well after his death uh, that clearly looks like someone who looks like Elvis sitting in a chair staring out the, out the door. Um, all right. So, yeah, with all, you know, all the crazy stuff, and, and plus, I guess, his untimely death. I mean, untimely in the sense How old of, was he? I think he was 42. He's, I think. Pretty sure he was 42. He died uh, two weeks after I was born. He died, like, August, I want to say, like, 17th, 1977. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so the fact that he died young, uh, died in that house... So, you know, if you believe in ghosts, you believe in that concept, it's not uh, outside the realm of possibility. We're, old, we're older than Elvis. We made yeah. it longer than Elvis. Yeah, made it longer than Elvis. So, um, but yeah, so apparently uh, his ghost has been seen floating around Graceland. Um, here's a, here's a kind of an ominous one, the Lorraine Motel. Lorraine Motel, right. of course, the, uh, the infamous site of the, uh, the tragic assassination of uh, Martin, Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr., um, Tony Soprano Boy. said, can't, can't we all get along like the Reverend Rodney King Jr.? Um, but yeah, so Lorraine Motel right there in Memphis, that's, he was shot and killed on the balcony there. And uh, I didn't realize this. Apparently, according to this one article, uh, the motel, or at least his room, the room he was staying in, was left exactly how it was since 1968. And apparently yeah. his car is still in the parking lot. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's the that's what I was driving through and had no idea. And so I'm like, oh, look at this old timey motel with the old car there, and didn't mm-hmm. realize that that was the hotel. Yeah, and that's I thought that was like part. That's the Civil Rights Museum, mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, a monument. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they say the uh, the room as is- we as we record this on Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, Juneteenth. Have you noticed? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I never. I, I'm. I'm sad to admit. I never even heard of Juneteenth until about three or four years ago. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, well, it's, that's. It's great that that's, that's the a much larger <laughs> issue to talk about it, people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the no, critical race theory and what should be taught in school. That's a whole mm-hmm. other thing right now. Yeah, yeah. We didn't learn any of that in school. Nope. But yeah. Uh, congrats to uh, everybody celebrating that. It's cool that that's a national holiday now. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, the Lorraine Motel, apparently his room completely untouched. The bed sheets are still the same. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's still cigarette butts in the ashtray um, in the hotel rooms. That's that's nuts. What do they do? Like seal it off or something? I wonder how they handle things not like deteriorating. Yeah, I don't know. And and also like what's the point of that? Like especially if you're not like I guess if you're going to treat it like a museum or whatever and and people can go in the room and look at it, then yeah, I get keeping everything the way it was, but uh yeah, that just seems a little bizarre to not I'm even sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- I'm going to read about that one. Yeah. Uh there's a place in Memphis called Voodoo Village, uh a little neighborhood. 
Uh, I don't know what part of town that's in, but uh, a lot of people, obviously, when you think of voodoo, you associate uh, New Orleans, but Memphis apparently had a pretty strong voodoo culture back in the day. And uh, this place called Voodoo Village, it's a little secluded community. And um, African voodoo, Native American spiritualism, even Freemasonic practices take place there in, in that area. And uh, as you might expect, uh, a lot of stories of some odd happenings in that neighborhood. Uh, no real evidence to speak of, but uh, a lot of people, apparently a lot of accounts where people visiting that neighborhood um, report just an overwhelming sense of, of eeriness. So uh, maybe check out Voodoo Village when you're in Memphis. Is there a tomb in the basement of the Bass Pro Shops pyramid? That's <laughs> what I will find out for the listeners. <laughs> oh my God! Kyle got Kyle got arrested at the Bass Pro Shops pyramid, trying to break into a supply closet, <laughs> carrying a whip and holding a torch like Indiana Jones. Oh my God! That would be so funny. Who would be in the tomb of the Bass Pro Shop? Um, uh, Hall of Fame fisherman Troy Johnston. I'd find out no idea. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's see. What else is on this? Uh, there's this place called the Woodruff Fontaine House. Uh, it's beautiful. I don't know if you if that's like um, Antebellum. I think it might be an Anna. I, I don't know my classic architecture, but uh, I love that style of those. Dave, you know, why not? 19th century architecture. I love all that shit. Anyway, uh, the Woodruff Fontaine House, uh, apparently one of the most haunted buildings in Memphis. And... <laughs> Uh, 18th century architecture. I love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Love all that frou frou shit. Um, The story there with uh, buttress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see here. What what am I talking about? Um, There we go. Buttress is not a female butler. (laughs) (laughs) The Woodruff Fontaine House. Uh, The backstory there is um, people see. The spirit of uh, this lady, Molly, uh, who was the uh, daughter of the owner, a guy named Amos Woodruff, uh, newlywed Molly and her husband, Egbert Wooldridge, they moved into the mansion with her parents, uh, occupying the second floor. Uh, when tragedy struck in 1875, uh, boy, this is a bummer, on the same day, uh, she birthed the son, and then the son immediately died. Uh mm. Back in March of uh, 1875, uh, two months later, uh, Molly's husband, um, I guess that'd be Egbert, uh, the way Egg, this is written. Egbert. Egbert, yes, yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Her husband, Egbert, <laughs> was injured in a boating accident. And the way this sentence is written, it says, two months later, her husband was injured in a boating accident and contracted pneumonia. Now, I don't know if those are two separate things or if they're related. Can you catch pneumonia from a physical injury? You stub your toe and I, now you got pneumonia? I mean, I guess I'd extrapolate, like, was he boating on a, at a cold lake and the mm-hmm. boat got stuck or something? That, that, yeah. that needs more detail. Yeah, I, yeah. You're correct. That needs more detail. <laughs> uh, they brought him home from the boating accident. Uh, he died uh, a few days later from, quote, too much swamp water. He, he took on too much swamp water from the river. So he got that river water in his lungs or something. So that's why a boating accident. Okay. Drowned yeah. a little bit. Yeah, there we go. That makes sense now. Old Eng- Engbert took on too much swamp water. 
A lot of people have seen Molly uh, sitting on her bed in the uh, second floor bedroom. Uh, when she vanishes, there are often impressions left on the bedspread, indicating that she really was sitting there. Uh, apparently, you can smell women's perfume uh, wafting through the, the hallways of the house. Uh, volunteers and guests have also interacted with the spirits of Mrs. Fontaine and her son, Elliot. Now, see, that's creepy. The son, the, the son was literally, he made it one day. And people are yeah, interacting. Yeah, coming back as a ghost for? You don't know yeah. what life is about. And, yeah, not only that, but how are you supposed to interact? With, even if he's alive, a one-year-old, there's not a whole lot of interaction with a He's a one-day-old. Yeah, he's a one-day-old. You um, don't even know what the world is. <laughs> but, yeah, apparently people have seen this poor little guy. Um, so, yeah, there's the, uh, the old Woodruff Fontaine house. Um, let's see what else we got here. The Orpheum Theater. Oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, Orpheum Theater, um, haunted by uh, this little girl with pigtails, uh, who was uh, actually oh. killed killed outside oh, the theater back in nineteen twenty one. She was struck by Debbie a, shit running around on me. <laughs> she was struck by a trolley in uh, nineteen twenty one. Uh, ever since her death, she's apparently haunted the theater. Uh, most often, she's seen spotted during performances. She's especially active wherever there are performances that are geared towards children. So that's uh, a little children's okay. play. She's going to show up and check out the entertainment. Uh, she became such a fixture at the theater that uh, seat number C5 is never sold. They will not sell a ticket for C5. Uh, the theater has reserved it permanently for Mary. And uh, aside from watching the performances, Mary has also been known to slam doors and flick the lights on and off. So I don't know what the significance of C5 is, that actual, if that's just, you know, symbolic of like, you know, this is her seat or she actually yeah, give her one. sat there. But I that would be neat to sit next to C5 uh, and see if any, you know, see any weird stuff going on during a play or whatever. So that's yeah, the you old... like put your jacket on it and then it fly. Yeah, <laughs> I'd want to old... sit. I'd, I'd want to sit and see if I could stoke mm-hmm. a little action. Yeah, yeah, that would be neat to to sit right up close and see if you could detect any uh, goings ons. What else we got here in Memphis? Uh, it's a place called I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this. The uh, Pontotoc Hotel, P O N T O T O C Pontotoc. The Pontotoc Hotel right. back back in the 1920s. Uh, very very well known bordello. Uh, these days, the building may appear to be boarded up and abandoned, but there's actually a family living uh, on the first floor. So, uh, <laughs> looking at a picture of it now, it just looks like an old, you know, early 1900s brick building, uh, two stories. So, apparently, the uh, second floor is off limits. A family, the same family, has been living in the first floor for about 30 years, and. Um, Legally? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal there is. But uh, they've tried to renovate that second floor many times, but to no avail because uh, weird things keep happening that uh, kind of put the kibosh on construction. They don't go into detail. I don't know if people are ghosts or stealing the the scaffolding or, or what, but uh, they're having a hard time doing some construction these, there. These ghosts took all the copper off the walls again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the the backstory here is pretty grisly. Um, apparently, uh, the one time manager, uh, this place, like I said, used to be a bordello uh, or, or boarding house. 
but there was a manager who ran the boarding house back in the day. He was apparently a real sloppy drunk, and uh, he would frequently uh, arrive home late at night, uh, creating all kind of disturbances and chaos, waking people up. Anyway, one morning, they don't say when, but one morning residents awoke to the smell of burnt hair drifting up from the basement. And upon further investigation, it was discovered that the manager was burnt to a crisp inside the boiler. And then the question, now the question is, was, <laughs> was he drunk and fell in, or did someone get uh, tired of his antics and push him in? So that's the old Pontotoc Hotel. I don't, I don't know if you saw them on Priceline.com before you booked your room at the, uh, at the Redneck Pyramid. But. That one didn't come up. I, I might go back and look, look see if they got some deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if I got any more interesting ones here. Here, let's do one more here. Um, do one more. It's a place called uh, Ernstein and Hazel's. Looks like a bar restaurant. Uh, also a, a former brothel. Ernstein and Hazel's uh, has a reputation. Where weren't they for- fucking down there? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ernstein and Hazel's has a reputation for being one of the uh, most haunted buildings, not just in the state of Tennessee, but the entire U.S., uh, the building is home to a number of ghosts, even boasts its own haunted jukebox. Several customers have reported being touched in the bathrooms when no one else is around. Well, that's a whole other no, thing. No, right. um, there have been multiple full-body apparitions seen wandering the building, and uh, apparently there's film, there's video footage of this as well. A woman's face has also been seen in the window of the second-floor bedroom, when the woman was known to, uh, when the room was known to be empty, uh, the most famous tale of uh, weird activity there is uh, the haunted jukebox. Like I said, pretty much they say every day, almost every day, uh, the same, the same thing happens. That uh, a customer will saddle up to the jukebox, and while he's uh, looking for a song, it'll just start playing before he even puts any money in. And often, reports say that it's the song that that person was about to cue up starts playing. Now, that's bizarre. And it's always Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the uh, jukebox uh, turns on and off uh, randomly, even when it's not plugged in. Um, oh, this is interesting. Um, apparently, the haunted jukebox will eavesdrop on conversations going on around it, and then play songs that seem to perfectly sum up said conversation. I like this ghost DJ. I like that yeah. stuff. Yeah, ghost That's DJ. That's a good ghost. Uh-huh. That's pretty rad. Watching a tractor pull a trailer full of drunk ladies across the Korean Veterans Memorial Bridge. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the monster truck one where you could sit in the back of a monster truck and take a tour around town. Nice. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that, bud. That's all right. Did we talk about monster trucks before? <clears throat> Where, like, some guy pulled off a front flip on a monster truck? No. Where? It's unrelated when? to everything we're talking about, mm-hmm. except I was looking out the window at a monster truck tourist ride where he's sitting in the back. Some guy did a front flip with a monster truck. How do you even do that? How would you do a front flip in any vehicle? He, because uh, now they can wheelie. Mm-hmm. And he managed to like wheelie. I've you gotta look up the clip, but it was downright impressive. Huh. Like wheelied into a bump or something. 
where it flung the truck up, but he only hit it with the back wheels, so it kind of launched the truck, but also pushed the back end around to create a front flip. It was it was cool. It was cool as hell, man. That does sound cool. I, th- I like I a good monster truck. You ever been to a monster truck rally? I haven't. I heard they're very loud. It's a good time. Yeah, it is loud. But uh, yeah, something real. I think I would like to go. Yeah, I think I'd like to go. There's something real just primal. I mean, just, you know, we're all evolved and enlightened, but sometimes you just want to see a big, stupid truck. Yeah, you don't have to tell me, man. It's, it's neat. Now, I would never yeah. drive a big, stupid truck. I don't like that attention, but uh, I'll look at somebody else's big, stupid truck. this is in an arena. This is an yeah. arena sport. Mm-hmm. And they did cool stuff with them, stuff that I never thought pod, just like skateboarding or bikes. Like, how much, how, how far can they push this? Apparently mm-hmm. very far. Yeah. Hmm. Not to derail the ghost DJ talk, but... No, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what I was saying before the uh, mailman interrupted. Um, Yeah, that could be just, uh, you know, we've talked about that before, just government spying on your smartphone. It could be be a smart jukebox. That is is still, like, this thing bothers me too much. Oh, you walk by a thing? Sure. We're just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Whole other whole other episode, though. Yeah, if we want to brush up on that. Um. So yeah, maybe you can hit some of these spots when you're in Memphis this week. Uh, I know you won't hit this spot, but uh, shout out to my favorite Memphis barbecue place, Central Barbecue. Uh, man, that place is dope. Love Central Barbecue. There's another barbecue spot there uh, called Charlie Vargas's Rendezvous. And uh, it's it's the one that shows up on all the lists and all the TV shows, and boy does it suck. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, fans of uh, Rendezvous. It's well, okay. In their defense, it shows up on all these barbecue lists. I don't think they call themselves barbecue. I don't think it's on the sign or the name or anywhere because it's not barbecue. They're known for their ribs. Everybody, oh, you got to go to Charlie Vargas's get the ribs, and uh, they just they're just. Grilled over charcoal. They're not smoked. There's no wood. There's no smoker. It's just you know charcoal. Are they good ribs? They're they're good ribs. They're they're okay, but they're they're lacking that smokiness that I'm looking for in a real smoked barbecue rib. But it's a um, different style of rib. It's like a Tony Roma's kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, and and like I said, I guess in their defense, they're like, hey, I'm sorry. We we're not calling ourselves barbecue. We're sorry that we show up on these lists, but uh, yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed when I went to Rendezvous. But Central Barbecue, oh boy, they they nail it. They know what they're doing there. Also, I'll see I'll see if uh, Rachel wants to get out to it. Yeah, Memphis is the home. Uh, it's where my beloved uh, Gus's fabulous fried chicken. That's that's where they started there in Memphis, and now they're all over the country. So, okay, best fried chicken I've ever had. Gus's. I think Hattie B's is making its way out now too. Probably, yeah. Hattie B's, I guess, started in Nashville. Um, yeah, but I think they're popping up spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got one in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I'm see, I'm starting to see them franchise a little bit, so that's cool. But, yeah, a lot of good eats there in Memphis. Yeah, see if Rachel wants to get some uh, – I if she wants barbecue, I would recommend Central and then, of course, fried chicken. You can't go wrong with Gus's. And there's there's all kind of great food there. But Memphis yeah. is a cool town. I like Memphis. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get at it, and then we'll be back through here after Memphis. We come back to Nashville to hang out for a few days and do more. Oh, nice stuff around here. 
Yeah, make your way over to Santa's Pub. You'll have fun at Santa's Pub. They used to have uh, uh, live band classic country karaoke. You have a real band behind you. You just tell them what song you want to sing, and they'll play it, and oh, boy, that's fun. Can they play Jeremy by Pearl Jam? They play the saddest (laughs) song to a partying crowd. Oh, man. That's bizarre. It, I was like, this, no, wait, okay. When that song first came out, I was like in 10th grade, and it was a big hit, obviously, but I thought, the first several times I heard it, I thought he was singing, Where Are We Smoking Today? I was, I was real dumb. That was a song about cigarettes. <laughs> Where Are We so Smoking? So you change lyrics, make it a big yeah. old fun party tune. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, uh... That video, obviously, based uh, on, a, on a true story of a guy who offed himself in, in class. Uh, we had, at our rival high school, that exact same thing happened during my high really? school. Yeah, like my junior or senior year. I went to Cherokee High School, and uh, there was some poor dude at Etowah High School, which was our in-county rival. And uh, I don't know if this was before that song or after. I don't know if he got the idea from the song or the video or if this happened right before. But, uh, yeah, stood up in class one day and bang, bang, just himself. Man, Which, that, that, that'd be tough to uh, for those people who witnessed that. That'd be a tough thing to, to get over. I mean, if we're looking at it in degrees, it'd probably be a lot easier to get over that instead of, like, shooting everybody else in the school first. Yeah, true, true, yeah. Not to say that, uh, you know, that's how you should look at it, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, end on a cool, positive note. <laughs> fun, lighthearted thing then. on. So, buddy, uh, so let's see. You got uh, two more shows tonight in Nashville. Uh, as the listeners hearing this, uh, they they can't go because it's already happened. But listeners hearing this, I'll be in yeah. Memphis tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, come on down. Come on out. Where the hell am I? I don't even know where I'm at tonight. Get on out here, gang. Come on, be a pal. What else is on the uh, agenda this week? Nothing. Like I said, just that Bass Pro Shop pyramid. Yeah. Grace, Graceland, whatever else we could squeeze in in the two days that will be in Memphis. Back up to Nashville, probably just, I don't know, Rachel's talking about just trying to get like an Airbnb with a pool or something. Just kick back and see some fun bars and see a little nightlife, some live music maybe. And then I'm in Louisville Friday. Nice. And then uh, and then I'm just back on the road Saturday. Back on the road, just just trucking. I got I got Fort Wayne on the thirtieth, so I got five twenty fifth, Louisville thirtieth. So I'm just going to be seeing if there's uh, hopefully the heat wave subsides and maybe some places to bike ride somewhere around Indiana or what have you. I know uh, might might fly the flag about trying to put a show up somewhere. Okay, weird. Uh, if I if I'm feeling up to it, so just. Stay tuned to the Soshi Maids, and I might just be like, hey, what's going on in this town in the area? I know Ohio's right there. People have been asking about Ohio. Might be. I'm not sure yet. Don't have a plan, but might be. Well, hell yeah, buddy. Pop in over there. We'll see what happens. Well, it sounds like you're having fun out there, man. I am. I am. I got to get my energy levels up. Mm Got to take care of myself better. Yeah. You're doing fine, buddy. Drink water. Take vitamins. There you go. There you go, buddy. What All about right. you? What's going on? What's going on with old Dave? Just maxing, just relaxing. Just, just enjoying myself. Just uh, having a. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, dude. Let me, let me tell you this real quick. I, I, I've talked about this before. 
Did you fuck up more ribs? No, I did the opposite, buddy. I did the opposite. You Uh, fucked up a different kind of food? (laughs) 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 Made some, uh, I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, I smoked some pork shoulder yesterday. Smoked about a four pound uh, bone in pork shoulder. But man, please, somebody try this. If you got a Traeger, if you got a smoker, get you a nice pork shoulder. And instead of worrying about the traditional barbecue rub with salt, pepper, garlic powder, cayenne, smoked paprika, just get you a couple bottles of that Tahine Classico seasoning, the Mexican mm-hmm. seasoning. And just use that as your rub. Just rub that sucker. Put a little olive oil or a little vegetable oil all over it so it you know has something to bind to, stick to. Then just a nice heavy application of that tahine and smoke that bastard as you normally would. Dude, this was nuts. I made a nice little burrito bowl last night. Made uh, okay. a, uh, steamed some white rice and chicken broth. Then I had that uh, the tahine-covered pork shoulder, shredded that up. Threw it on some rice, little cilantro, little white onion, little green onion, little sour cream, little salsa, little hot sauce. Oh, nice boy! It was nice. it was a flavor explosion. Like we almost nice. had to get the fire department out here. It was there was so much flavor going on. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. It was nuts. So somebody, please, if you if you smoke pork, uh, try try the Mexican style. Get you some tahini. You will not be disappointed. It's just it was insane, absolutely insane. I got to do a, a quick shout to the dude. Um, you know, he got that Jala Jala, the, the spicy jellies and jams. Uh-huh. Yeah. That that dude was out last night and gave me oh, a, a spicy cool. blackberry jam. He says that they're discontinuing that one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said it's a whole the, box a uh, year or yeah, two ago. Yeah, because he did mention I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. I knew I had it, and it came from some of that. So he was at the show last night and gave me a last, like, a final one. Where I'm, looking, I'm looking for it now. I got it right in my... My background here. So yeah, the Jala Jala mm. Black Widow Jelly. <laughs> Blackberry jalapeno jelly. Is but that uh, the same I like dude? I do like this stuff, man. I use this stuff on uh make PB and J's, a little spicy PB and J. It works real well. I think that's the dude, either he's from there or that's where I met him, but uh, Huntsville, Alabama. He came up to my show and uh I had like my little merch table set up on a pool table. Huntsville, it's Huntsville, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he he must have brought me twenty different varieties that stuff. I had it all set up on the merch table. Looked like I was selling it myself, but some people were trying to buy it, and they're like, "Is this for sale?" I'm like, "No, that's mine. You can buy a T-shirt. You can't buy the spicy jelly. That's mine." But yeah, yeah, good dude. Thanks, dude. I forgot his name. You know his name. What's his I name? I forgot his name, too. Yeah. Was, good good guy. I was in my cups last night, but I was like, oh, yeah, Jolly Jolly Jolly. I remember the stuff. I have it. I like it a lot. Right on, man. Right. On. I miss that. I, I miss. I got I to gotta start touring again just so I can get some treats from the Some from free the goodies, baby. I, I always appreciative of that. So. Oh, boy. Well, all right, man. Well, buddy, have a great week in uh, Tennessee. Enjoy your shows. Enjoy your time off. Go have some fun, buddy. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that the missus is coming out, man. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's been, it's been, been a long, long been a long time. Yeah, uh, if I'm being honest, that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to about touring is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty smitten with my gal, and I, uh, I don't want to be without her. But uh, that's, that's just the, the business we're in. So good well, for you that she can come out and see you on the road. 
It, how, and, but well, how about it for thinking like, okay, now we're just going to be up in each other's shit for a year. <laughs> yeah. And it being like, that was nice. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked how it went. Yeah, I did too. I know a lot of people didn't have as much luck, but uh, yeah. No. Nope. We, we did well. We did well with the uh, the whole quarantine together. So Some people got divorced. You got engaged. Yep. Yep. Still working on those details, by the way. I'll, I'll let you know about the, mm-hmm. the wedding, but uh, most definitely open bar. I think we we figured that one out. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, open bar. So, well, where though? If it's, I mean, if it's Vegas, how do you just pick a place with an open bar? That's a good question. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but there's gonna there's gonna be free booze one way or the other. I, I do appreciate the sentiment though. Yeah, of an open yeah. bar. Yeah. All right, buddy. Will you go cool off, man? Get your mind right for your shows? Yeah, I got to get my head in the game. And uh, hopefully uh, next week you'll be somewhere where we can can do this all over again, buddy. Yeah, girl, we'll talk about our stupid shit soon. (laughs) All right, man, you be safe out there. You too, buddy. The Boogie Monster. 